the Business and Leadership Podcast with Jared Graybeal. Hey guys, welcome back to the Business and Leadership Podcast. This is Jared, your host, and you are tuning in to Season 2, Episode 3 of 2020. I just want to start off by apologizing. I actually like to issue a new episode every month, um, but considering the circumstances, I've fallen a little far behind. Also, we've been blessed with some opportunities to have some really, really great interviews on the podcast. So go back and check those out. I had a fantastic conversation with Sal Frazella from First Form or Aaron Hind from FitAid. So make sure you check those episodes out. But we will get into the content on today's episode of five ways to lead well through crisis. We're going to dive right into this um, because I know it's very relevant. If you're listening to this episode shortly after it's come out in the end of April, you know that we are dealing with the coronavirus crisis. And if you're listening to this episode in a couple months or even a year, you're probably still going to be dealing with the aftermath. And regardless of that, crisis is inevitable. So I hope that you take these steps to heart and that you use them to lead well through crisis in the future of your leadership journey. So the first way is to remember you've made it this far. And what I mean by that is when you look back on everything that you've ever been through, every time that you thought that you wouldn't make it out alive, you're still here listening to this podcast. You made it, right? So for me, you know, when I was 18 years old, Shortly after I graduated high school, I spent two months in jail and then two years on house arrest following up with that. Now, when I got out of jail, it was hard enough to get a good job with a criminal record. But this was also the end of 2008 during the financial crisis. So not only was I living off of part-time jobs, food stamps, and unemployment checks of like $200 a week, I was socially isolated at home and I was limited to essential travel, which was basically just work, school, in the grocery store for one week, an hour. So I've been here before, right? When I reflect on that time and think about how those experiences created a sense of independence, resilience, and creativity in me that you just can't read in a blog or learn about in school, I am filled with gratitude. Most importantly, I'm still alive, which means I made it out of that. And if I can make it out of that, you can make it out of this. You know, so the question really is, what experiences have you gone through that you never thought you'd make it out of? Take a moment and reflect on those and use them to encourage you during this really crazy time. And just remember, you're going to be all right. The second way to lead well through crisis is to put your health first. In times like this, it's imperative that we focus on what we can control. One of those few things is our health. Now, I've been in the fitness industry a long time, so I've heard the I'm too busy excuse more than I can count. The reality is that most of us have more free time than normal. We're most likely working from home, and we no longer have an excuse to not prioritize our health. So what do we do about exercise? First, take a practical approach to this new journey, realizing that it's still an added responsibility. And what I mean by that is, for those of you that are still working, you might be even working more right now. So just remember, don't set lofty goals of seven workouts a week for an hour at a time. You're going to do a thousand burpees or whatever, right? 
set realistic goals and stick with them. So here's a few examples. Exercise three times a week for 30 minutes. Now, if you've been doing that, obviously set a higher goal. And if you're at home and you have no equipment, I've recently written a blog. It's on the Superfit Foods website. Um, and it's 21 workouts that you can do from home, all body weight. So I highly recommend checking that out. Um, there's some pretty good workouts. I'm, I'm doing them myself, so I can attest to that. Um, and another small goal that you can set to stay active right now is to take regular walk breaks every few hours, especially right now for those of us that are really stuck at home working. It's so important that you take a break from the screens, get some fresh air, get some sun, and just spend some time thinking and moving at the same time. Get your blood flowing. So take regular walks every few hours and exercise three or more times a week. Now, once you've set those goals, you've got to put them in your calendar like you would any other important meeting. So even if it's a five-minute slot every two hours to walk and then a 30-minute slot every other day to exercise, put that in your calendar. Um, so the next thing is our diet, right? It's a little harder. What do we do about our diet? The diet part is much more difficult for some because at the root of it, it's a self-control issue. Unhealthy food is so quickly available to us that it's often our first and only choice. And especially when we are busy, I promise you, if we begin to plan in advance and commit to grabbing something healthy for lunch, prepping home, or even easier using a meal prep company, right away you'll begin to feel better, you'll begin to sleep better, you'll begin to have more confidence, you'll be happier, and ultimately you'll be far more productive in both the short and the long term. The reason for that is because when you adjust your nutrition and it responds or reacts better with your body, you're going to have higher levels of serotonin and endorphin production from the exercise and the diet. And we all know that when you feel better, you have more confidence, you're ultimately going to be happier, and you're going to be more productive. So the third way to lead well through crisis is to be proactive so you can afford to be reactive. In the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I highly recommend reading, Stephen Covey explains one of the habits is be proactive, not reactive. Now, that book is gold, and Stephen Covey is a genius, but one thing I've learned in business and something that's very evident during the coronavirus crisis is that being reactive is inevitable at times. Now, for times like this, it's important that you already invested into being proactive with everything else so you can have time to be reactive. Research in social psychology and behavioral economics has shown that making plans, even if it's day to day, helps you achieve your goals, even if the goal is simply to maintain your sanity. Now, being proactive looks a little different for everyone, but in the most general sense, my advice is a few key points, one of them being to structure your schedule daily, even if you're working from home. So what that means is have a consistent time every day that you wake up. If you make breakfast, put it on the calendar. If you read or do something before work, put it on the calendar and start to schedule your work day, even if you know that you're at home and you don't have any meetings Block it out on your schedule, add those walks, add your workouts. So for me, even though I'm working from home, my schedule, I get up at 6 a.m. and I'm in the shower and then at 6.30 I'm making breakfast, 7 o'clock I'm reading my Bible, 8 o'clock I'm reading my book for about 15 minutes, 8.15 I'm reading an article for about 30 minutes and then by 9 o'clock I'm 
reading emails, 10 o'clock, I'm doing staff meetings over Zoom. So everything is scheduled and that gives me a sense of control, but it also helps me be proactive. Now, the second thing is over communicate with your staff and schedule daily FaceTime or Zoom calls and be present when communicating. Once you've got your schedule down, make sure to over communicate it with everyone that matters right now, whether it's friends, family, coworkers, or all of the above. Being isolated and remote is a challenge, but it's not an excuse to falter and let a value as important as consistent communication fall by the wayside. And the third key tip is act fast on what you can and put everything else on the back burner. In other words, be patiently urgent. So ask yourself, what can I control? What can I fix? What can I progress? What can I grow? Who can I help? What can I change right now? And then act on it. Jot down the stuff that you can't touch right now and just revisit it when the time comes because you can't fester on the things that you can't control. And the last key tip is to make a plan A, B, C, D, and E for best case scenario all the way to worst case scenario. So what I mean by that is to pull your notebook back out and write plan A, business is open tomorrow, all the way to plan E, I lose my job and spend all my savings. So you've got the best case and you've got the worst case scenario. And then you create a plan of what you'll do, right? Nobody wants to plan for losing their job and losing their money, and but it could happen. So you have to ask the questions, where will you move? Who do you need to contact? Who do you need to ask for help? And these are the same questions in the best case scenario. You know, for us, if the best case scenario happens and businesses open up tomorrow, we have to shift back to the offices, back to specific meeting times. So there's a lot of changes that have to take place in the best case scenario. Now, the fourth way to lead well through crisis is to let all of your expectations go. Now, in times like this, humility, gratitude, and hard work are the are the ultimate currency. It should be obvious that no matter how much money you have, no matter how good you are at planning, we still have very little control over our circumstances at the end of the day. So what does let go of your expectations really mean? Now, even though I just planned or just explained how important planning your day-to-day is, you have to get comfortable with adapting to change and at the drop of a dime. Now, a lot of us say we're comfortable with change as long as we have a couple days or a week or whatever to do it. But these days, right now, you've got to be able to change within 24 hours, change plans, change meetings, change workplace right away. So for us in mid-March at Superfit Foods, when the pandemic really became serious in the United States, I felt like I saw the writing on the wall. And even though in North Florida, we were pretty relaxed, I had a feeling that a lot of businesses were going to be shutting down and pretty fast. Now, our company operates by delivering meals to 28 locations, all of which are fitness studios or wellness stores. And if they shut down, we shut down. So within two days, we transitioned from delivering to 28 locations to being a home delivery service, now going around to 500 plus clients' homes. That's weeks of logistical work, uh, technical changes, software updates in a matter of 48 hours, and a ton of communication. Those are 14-hour days. Um, of straight work. So we had to do that right away. Otherwise, we wouldn't have survived the pandemic. Now, in addition to quickly adapting to change, you'll need to practice the highest level of humility and work harder than ever before. 
Now, when we started home delivery, it was not a smooth transition because we did it so fast. But it was what we had to do to survive as a company. It's what we had to do to keep feeding people. And it's what we had to do to keep our staff employed. And at the end of the day, my primary mission as a CEO is to keep feeding our clients and keep our staff employed. Over the past four weeks, we've had to hire nine new people. We've seen payroll expenses go up by 10% while we've seen revenue decrease by 25%. Almost everyone on staff from our marketing team to our line cooks all have worked overtime delivering to clients' homes. And no one has said, thankfully, this isn't what I went to college for or this isn't my job. We all knew that in order to make it through this, our expectations and our pride will have to be set aside for the greater good and we have to do whatever it takes. We had to put everything else aside and we had to practice humility. We had to practice hard work and we had to practice gratitude more than we ever have. Now, if you want to make it through this, you'll have to do the same. Now, the last way to lead well through crisis is to have faith and be positive. Now, let's be honest. No one wants to be around a pessimist, especially in times like this. You can let them watch the news or scroll on social media all they want and revel in their negativity, but you need to be different because as leaders, it's our responsibility to be a light in the community and to be a positive, encouraging influence to those around us. Either way, I understand this still might be pretty tough, especially if you've been affected by this, if a family member or a friend has been affected by this. Um, now, one thing that I love that Aaron uh, from FitAid on one of my recent podcast episodes said that stuck out to me was, Stand firm at the gates of your mind. Basically, our mind is where this whole crisis will make or break us. Additionally, Jim Stockdale, who is where we get the Stockdale paradox from, he said, quote unquote, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. So how do we stay positive in a time like this? I've got three things for you, and then I'm done. The first thing is practice self-control when it comes to the rabbit holes of media. Chances are you've already been there. You've got to stop it. When you find yourself scrolling too much, when you find yourself digging too much, reading propaganda, just get off the internet. Maybe even set some time limits for social media for your phone and have your iPhone remind you of when to get off. The second thing is learn to see the bright side of things. Now, what I do is I gratitude journal. So my recommendation would be to start gratitude journaling for a few minutes at the beginning and the end of every day. I usually do think of three things that I'm grateful for about my health, three things about my finances, and three things about my friends and family that I'm grateful for. And then I move on. It will change your day and it will change your life. Another way is to just revisit your best case scenarios the plan A and B and maybe C ideally. So those best case scenario plans that we've already mapped out, revisit those and just read them on a daily basis. And the other thing is consider the potential benefits of everything going on. Of course, this is a tragedy. A pandemic is never good to deal with. But technology is advancing. New jobs are being created. So just try to pay attention to the potential benefits and leverage those to encourage yourself and others around you And lastly, even though it's hard, try to have fun. Don't forget about humor in a time like this. And try playing a game of charades or something over a Zoom call during your next staff meeting or your call with your friends from across the country. 
So those are the five ways to lead well through crisis. I hope that encouraged you. I hope it empowered you and I hope it brought you value today. Um, if you have any comments or anything like that, you can always find me on Instagram at Jared Axel Grabiel. If you've got any suggestions for the next show, feel free to DM me there. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, make sure you share it with a friend. Leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and tune in for the next one. Until then, I love you. Have an awesome day.